Radio Zeitgeist, Tom Friedley, James Kunstler. Welcome again to the Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast. Mr. Kunstler's genius today, you can always dream. Jim begins, last night I had a dream. Everyone that I knew and everyone that you know was in my dream. I saw a vampire. I saw a ghost. Everybody scared me, but you scared me the most. In the dream I had last night. That from songsmith Randy Newman. Last night I had a dream. In the dream I woke up to the banner headline, Biden Arrested. It was only a dream, but was most satisfying as it made vivid and emphatic what must happen to correct the dreadful tendings of the criminally psychopathic enterprise that our government has become, Jim begins. The gang behind the shabby and absurd pretend president, a figure as comically macabre as the plastic effigies of the undead who crowd American front yards this time of year, is not content with running the country into a ditch. Lately, these rogues and degenerates are making noises about blowing up the world. The autumn days dwindle down to signal events that will overturn this wicked enterprise. The yellow and blue flag of Ukraine can't compete on the lawn with tableau vivants of werewolves, skeletons hung with rotting flesh, radioactive burn victims, hooded demons from hell escaping their graves, and tortured souls shrieking from the various zones between this world and perdition. America is expressing itself with stunning verisimilitude to the onrush of reality. Maybe we've had enough of romancing death. That's the developing lesson of our fiasco in Ukraine. The past three weeks, the U.S. and its vacillating NATO cohorts issued a set of challenging insults aimed at Russia, the designated villain in the concocted Ukraine melodrama produced and directed by the party of chaos as a diversion from our own acute problems at home. First, the sabotage of Nord Streams 1 and 2. Maybe a U.S. op, maybe U.K., maybe Poland in the mix somewhere. Obviously not Russia, despite all the clumsy propaganda on CNN. What was the idea there exactly, he asks? To deprive Russia of a natural gas export market? Guess what? The destruction of the Nord Streams leaves plenty of nat gas for the other 70% of the world that's not Europe. And plenty of natural gas for Russia itself to develop industries in an import replacement program to offset the idiotic economic sanctions recklessly imposed on it by Joe Biden and company. Not such a good outcome for Germany in the European Union, though. They will first freeze through the winter with idle furnaces and second, starve in 2023-24 from a lack of fertilizer made from natural gas in the Haber-Bosch process. Oh, and no more industry for you, Euroland. It's back to the jolly rigors of the 12th century, planting barley in peace cods with pointed sticks while wolves roam the streets of your depopulated cities. Next, days ago, the attempted destruction of the bridge over the Kerch Strait in the Black Sea, connecting the Crimean Peninsula to mainland Russia. Nice try. Didn't work. 
Both the railroad lanes and the motor lanes are operational again. Who did it? We'll know soon enough, Jim writes. Note also the ongoing shelling and bombing of Ukraine's giant nuclear power generation plant at Zaporizhia, admitted by U.S. officials to be a Ukraine operation in a September 13 New York Times report. There'll be a link here in Jim's blog. Yes, that was the bright idea of America's advisors to NATO and Ukraine. Lob explosives into the biggest nuke plant in Europe. See what happens. Note also that the main human object of all this U.S., NATO, and Ukraine mischief is the leader of Russia. That'd be Vladimir Putin. One must admire Mr. Putin's prudence and fortitude in the face of such provocative effrontery. So far, anyway. Now it appears that he has had enough of these shenanigans. For seven months, the strategy behind Russia's special military operation has puzzled the West. Why so tentative? Why not just use Russia's manifest superiority, air power especially, to go in and bust the whole joint up? Do what the U.S. has done in places like Libya and Syria? Forgive me, Jim writes, for repeating what I've written more than once before. Russia will not benefit from having a broken, failed state on its doorstep. Such a situation would clearly just invite more international hugger-mugger. Rather, Russia will benefit hugely from having a neutral, functioning Ukraine next door, a state with ample agricultural resources that could plausibly feed its people and live in peace, perhaps even enjoy special trade privileges with its bigger neighbor to the east. A Ukraine that would be a geographical buffer between Russia and what is apt to be a very disorderly and distressed Western Europe on the other side. The Ukrainian leader, Mr. Zelensky, capped off the weeks of sabotage by appealing to the U.S. and NATO to conduct, quote, preemptive nuclear strikes against Russia proper. That'll work in Ukraine's favor, I'm sure. He promised to call German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and make the pitch for NATO jumping into the action on the ground. And with whose army would that be? Such cheek from this desperado. Going mad dog is probably not a sign of confidence. As of Monday, October 10, Russia began delivering some disciplinary actions against Mr. Zelensky's insolent regime. Russia sent missiles into at least 10 Ukrainian cities, targeting electric power generation, water, central heating, and other key services in Kiev and elsewhere. Message, if you think we're fucking around, consider this an attitude adjustment opportunity. The action is an overture to a strategic shift. Russia aims to speed up the game clock, consolidate its ownership of the Donbass provinces, destroy Ukraine's remaining military capability, bust up enough stuff to perhaps prompt the Ukrainian people to ask whether continuing to follow Mr. Zelensky's gang is a good idea, and leave no alternative to talks that will leave Ukraine neutralized. Mr. Putin is calling Joe Biden's bluff. All of this could have been avoided, of course, if the maniacs of America's national security admin state had simply abided by the promise made 30 years ago not to expand NATO. What part of that deal didn't we understand? Apparently, all of it. On purpose. Because we have acted with conscious and arrogant dishonor. 
Of course, our president could commence that nuclear war he affects to be so avid for. It would be a fitting career capper for the old dog. The showrunner behind all this needless mayhem, former President Barack Obama, reminded us a while back, quote, don't underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up. Roger that, B.H.O., which gets back to that dream I had of the headline, Jim writes, Biden arrested. It was good, but not enough. How about Biden, Obama, and 639 federal officials in nine agencies arrested? What a strange moment in our long and steadfast history as an orderly republic that would be. And yet, what a perfect ending to these years of perfidy in travail. Tom Friedley, Radio Zeitgeist.